He said, we're gonna do something to your brain. Welcome to Dead Air 13. Ooh, lucky for some. Well, do we have a show for you today? That's right. Lots of different things to talk about, including Starfield, mm, and uh, Scout's Honor, Danny Masterton, uh, Wheel of Time. So, how are you, Christina? <laughs> good, how are you? Good? Good. Yeah, good. Good? Good. Yeah. Cool now, finally. Yeah. That's right. Tell you weather around here. There's no predicting it. Yeah, unlike everywhere else. Yeah, yeah which just has the same weather. Yeah. Yeah. I guess some places kind of do. Like where? Like, say, Antarctica. Oh. I was going to say South <laughs> Arctica. South Arctica. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. South Arctica. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. California? I guess not lately. I mean, they still have. I mean, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, it's nice some places in California, right? But. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a big state. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Tangent already. Do you know as well? I remember um, in Britain, the railways have sort of been consistently bad for my entire life. Mm -hmm. They've been on the decline for a number of reasons. I remember a common thing they would say, or at least they said once. Uh, they said that the um, trains didn't run on time in Britain because uh, there were leaves on the track, and although they do have speciality like leave picker-uppers, they were the wrong sort of leaves, the wrong sort of snow, they said a few times. But the best one was they said, um, the thing about Britain, rail in Britain, is uh, Britain's really unique in that it has all sorts of weather. Like, it's <laughs> oh, summer, and it's hot, and then like it can snow, in the winter. In the winter. Yeah, yeah that was their excuse mm. for, for like why the trains didn't run on time. Like in Ger you know, in Germany in winter it doesn't snow. Yeah. Yeah. Well known fact. Well known fact. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway. What are we talking about? More reasons I hate Britain. Uh pavements. Yeah, it's not dog shit, it's a crack. Mm -hmm. Poor. Poor pavements. Poor poor road management. You'd think after the Germans did what they did World War Two with the Blitz, they could be like, right now, London, grid system, go. But no, it's all like down, going down Piss Alley. Mm -hmm. I used to frequently go down Piss Alley, a real street mm -hmm. in London. Yeah. Lives up to its name. Mm. Not much of an alley, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard you say a nice thing about London. I'm trying to think of one, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Got anything? Uh, I suppose easy access to, um, smack, <laughs> if you want that. <laughs> you know, where I, I suppose if you're in Froome or something, it's, it's harder to get. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of something. I mean, lots of restaurants, you know, it, again, it's like any other city. If you've yeah. got lots of money, yeah, you could probably have a right good time. Yeah, I imagine it's... Yeah. Yeah, not that different from... The rest of the world. Yeah. yeah, in London I used to live next to, um, oh, at one part, one point I lived next to, what is it, like West Ealing tube station, mm -hmm. um, and I lived like a hundred meters from it, and they sent us, I got a, a, a letter through the door, everyone did, and it said, um, not British Rail, you know, the underground are going to be working mm -hmm. around the clock on the rail 
for the next four weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to contact your local counsellor if you've got any complaints about that. Start tonight. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you don't have to work in the morning. Yeah, and it was like angle grinders and everything. Yeah. Yeah, right. Hmm, interesting. Well, you know, there's shit everywhere, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of one good thing. Let's see if we can come back to that. Okay. I'll work yeah. on that. Still has NHS? London. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I suppose so, yeah. Is that yeah. Roofs. Roofs. Plumbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anywho. Mm, well, you were going to talk about Starfield a little bit. Yeah, okay, so Starfield is a new Bethesda game that has come out on PC and Xbox, in case you didn't know. And, um... I've, got, I've not got that far into it. I'm like 11 hours in, I think, mm-hmm. playtime. And obviously, obviously been recording my playthrough, um, which is tedious. Uh, sorry about that when you see that. I like, don't say anything. Like. <laughs> um, it's good so far. I mean, one of the things with Starfield is uh, I'm privy to special information. Because uh, I... Found out about Starfield before everyone else knew about it. Before it was cool. Before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Way before it was cool, yeah. It was like, when is Elder Scrolls 6 coming out? <laughs> like, never. Yeah. Um, but what is coming out in like three years is Starfield. So I've kind of like followed it for a bit, but I've also never got into... Um, like the, the Starfield Reddit was obviously just speculation at the beginning and people saying, oh, I'm excited for this. Mm-hmm. And then when Bethesda started to release stuff, I didn't really bother looking. Mm-hmm. I knew I was going to get it. Mm-hmm. And um, so I didn't, like, hype myself up or anything. Yeah, I know what you mean. And also just not wanting to, like... Um... I mean, I've been looking forward to it as well, but I haven't read a whole lot. I've been trying to avoid that stuff generally. Um, yeah. Just because, like, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be amazing but i mean i remember when skyrim came out and i avoided stuff about that like pretty hard and it was a really fun experience going into the game not knowing like a whole lot at all yeah that's how i've tried to do it mm-hmm. the game kind of spoiled itself a bit in a classic bethesda way mm-hmm. so there's a minor spoiler here people like in conversation mention like oh the solar system system you know where earth and everything is like oh that's mm-hmm. that's not good and then, like, particularly people mention stuff about Earth, where you think, oh, what? Earth sounds like it's in bad shape. So I'm thinking, oh, I'll go and check out Earth at some point, because there's a little, like, activity, like, not even a side quest, like a miscellaneous quest, like, check out the London landmark. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking, like, well, I'll go to Earth, and before I get there, I'm, like, level five, it's, I get a loading screen with, and here's the spoiler for the 15 seconds, Earth has long since been abandoned. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, okay. That is a pretty classic Bethesda. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess in the in this universe, like everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that. And then I went and saw the the shard. Yeah. The London, or the top of the London shard, covered in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, Not just sand dunes, but like. Yeah, I I actually saw that um, people posting that on Twitter, that exact thing you're talking about, and you hadn't gotten there yet, so. Because what I, I'm yeah. still trying not to look too much at stuff because I oh, want so huh? to play it too. Um, but I also, like, because you're playing it and I'm in the room on the couch and I can hear you playing it, 
I'm kind of like, maybe just, maybe just get this sated just a little bit. Maybe I'll just look a little bit at Twitter and see how the reaction's going and stuff. And I did see a couple of things, and that was one of them. Um, and then you were, um, I want to say, like, within a couple hours of me seeing that on Twitter, we, like, had a break, and you, um, came out and were telling me, like, people are saying that, you know, there's something about Earth, and I should go check that out. And I was like, hmm. Mm. Mm, I'll just keep quiet and see what happens. But yeah. I mean, that is hilarious, though. Um, good old, you know, people say that those ruins were built by the Dwemer. Uh, uh-huh. And then, like, the next loading screen. <laughs> the, you know, yeah, Makareth was built, was built by, by the, the Dwemer. The Dwemer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I like it so far. Uh, I've seen, you know, people's criticisms mm-hmm. online, and uh, I think it's all valid. Yeah. Uh, like, I wasn't expecting... I, I don't I, I don't mind that you can't like uh, do the space sim thing of literally flying your ship around like from planet to planet from planet to planet because I've played I recently played X4 which is like a space sim game where you can kind of do stuff like this there's no planets though it's all space stations yeah you can't build your own spaceship but you, you can just, kind of customize you just it. go like into orbit of the planets is that right yeah yeah I remember seeing you play that yeah, yeah and that's that you know if you want to you can undock from you can undock from another ship and mm-hmm. go and fly and and that can be very fun in a fighter but uh i i played like the whole game really my second playthrough especially mm-hmm. all in menus mm-hmm. and like if i had to go anywhere i'd just autopilot it mm-hmm. and then at, at one point you get a uh, a device that lets you uh, do like four times speed maybe it's even more because you've got loads of things going on, it's actually way better to just send other ships and then teleport there and things. Mm-hmm. But the thing about that game is it's really about building a fleet mm-hmm. and like an empire and having different outposts that are making you money and then you can build more and more and more. Yeah. And, you know, so eventually I'd become like a huge space faction with, you know, like, oh, I remember it taking so long to get my one destroyer, but now I have like 50. Mm-hmm. And I can just build more if I want to. I don't even need to pay for it anymore. I've got my whole mm-hmm. logistic structure and I can build my own ships. Yeah. And in Starfield, I'm pretty sure it, the ship combat's only ever gonna be my ship. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think, which is a shame. Mm-hmm. Rather than you can build ships and then have other people pilot them for you and be your wingman. Yeah. That's real fun in X, X4 when you can you can go from, you know, you start like dogfighting and then eventually if you want, you can go and have like these massive battles where you're in a destroyer and there's like five destroyers shooting at you. And mm-hmm. if you want to, you can get into your frigate that's on your destroyer and then go and mm-hmm. get blown up. And Yeah. And it's not, there's no RPG element to that, right? It's just more of a straight... Well, well there is, but there's not stuff like perks. Mm-hmm. Uh, or character attributes. There's 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 the RPG element of like a faction system, mm-hmm. and you can be you can be a criminal and have a bounty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And there is a story, but it's it, it's to be honest, mostly like go here and do this, go here and do this. I suppose not that different from Starfield. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no um, non-ship combat. Um, in X Four. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Starfield. It's mostly, well, I'm only 11 hours in or so, but it's mostly non-ship combat. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I've definitely, yeah, well, like I was saying, reading a little bit about the kind of reaction since it's come out and stuff um, without trying to get too deep into it, because again, I want to play it too. I don't want to, I just want the, like, the main story to get spoiled for me is my main thing. Or like some of the, if there are really fun side missions, I'd rather just discover them mm -hmm. and not, you know, which is also why I haven't really watched you play much, because eventually you will be done with it and mm -hmm. it will be my turn. Um, but yeah, I mean, the reactions have been interesting. Um, there's quite a, quite a gamut. There are people who are like, um, more or less, this is pretty much exactly the same thing that Bethesda did with, you know, previous games. It's like, it's Fallout in space. They didn't really add anything in terms of, you know, new the stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was kind of wondering what you think about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, so far, yeah, I agree. Um, it's Fallout in space where you kind of have a spaceship mini-game. Uh, yeah, I'd kind of a fleshed-out mini-game, if you like. Mm -hmm. You can customise your own spaceship. Mm -hmm. There's, so far, some fun physics with, you know, different planets of different... Um, gravity. Well, gravity mm -hmm. and... So, like, on Mars, you can jump really high and you can boost. So you start in and things like that. the Earth's solar system? So no. 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 I think you start in the Alpha Centauri. Oh, gotcha. Okay. System. Gotcha. Hmm. Okay. Um, but, yeah, is it, like, is it, like, for, like, yeah, 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 it's a lot like that. It's not exactly the same. <coughs> the shooting's pretty different. It's more like a looter shooter. Mm -hmm. Sometimes very quick. But also everything's like a bullet sponge. Right. Except with like... Well, I can't even say that. Maybe I'm just not optimized enough. But I have one gun that's like so much better than all the others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that is interesting since um, you said you've been playing on very hard. Yeah. So I've wondered how that's impacted um, kind of your play. Yes. Yeah. I pretty much never do that. Just start on normal for anything to kind of get the base experience. Well, fair you enough. Know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I know you kind of wanted a challenge, though. Because that's something definitely with, like, Skyrim and, like, the Fallout games. They're kind of trivial. Um, yeah, like, there's challenge of it at the beginning, and then very quickly you become, like, super OP. Yeah, especially with all the stuff you can unlock mm -hmm. on either of them, the perks. The perks seem way less interesting Yeah. in this game, yeah. Yeah, you said that there's no, um, like, special equivalent that... It's just perks, is that right? Yeah, I, I believe so. I mean, unless yeah. I'm missing something. Like, some of the menus are kind of a bit obtuse. Yeah, well... And I've just been playing Fallout 4, so I keep pressing, like, Q mm -hmm. for vats and things, and that's not what Q does. And oh. Yeah. And I keep... And because I've been playing X4 in space, I keep... Press, I'm used to rolling. Barrel rolling. Barrel rolling, which is all I do in X4. <laughs> this will stop them from shooting me. Uh, so if I press E, I'm used to it barrel rolling, but it just makes you get up. And start So I've had a number of times where I've been in like a space battle and then just come to a halt and gone... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gone up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. Uh... It's... So far, it's knowing it doesn't have the same wacky humour mm -hmm. as Fallout. But Skyrim still has humour, without being that wacky. Mm -hmm. But like even the missions, like so far, there's there's no missions that are out and out wacky, you know, like someone's decided to put their brain in a jar 
mm-hmm. and on a robot. And there's nothing like that so far. Right, okay. It's a bit more grounded, hard sci-fi-y. Okay. With humour. Yeah. You know. Okay. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. I guess you'll know further as you play more, um, you know, how that works for you. Because definitely for me, like, especially in Fallout, like, the humour is, you know, like a big part of it to me. Um, you mean, would you mean the humour is in uh, you... <laughs> you open up a wardrobe and there's nothing in it except for a teddy bear wearing a bowler hat smoking a cigar. I was about to say, like, a teddy bear sitting on a toilet um, with a... With a, with with a porno. With, like, a newspaper and, like, jet, like, next to him. Or an empty beer bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and just kind of the silly nature of some of the characters and, you know, yeah, it's, it's hard to really put my finger on um, exactly what I love about Fallout humor. But I was curious if it's gonna if this is gonna be more serious or not. See, I I remember in um, I think New Vegas, one of the traits you can pick is wild wasteland, mm-hmm. um, which make which makes things a bit more wacky. Like mm-hmm. no, it doesn't make things a bit more wacky. It, it basically gives you access to like probably just like twenty or so random encounters that it almost feels like they, they they thought were too wacky, so they cut. Mm. And I remember reading about it and them talking about... It wasn't Bethesda, I don't think. It was Obsidian, mm. anyway. But talking about they had a disagreement on how wacky it should be. Right. And I wonder if they had the same... Even though it was different people, they had the same sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. No. I mean, it's not humorless by any means, it, mm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Um, hmm, okay. Uh... I mean, what else would you like to comment on? I mean, obviously, some of this you'll be you'll be talking about it again later at some point. So, I don't know how much you'd like to share so far. Um, um I don't really. Know. I mean, do you have any questions? Um, let me think about what some of the like criticisms that I've seen are. Um, I without trying to introduce any spoiler type stuff for you, in terms of mm-hmm. I haven't seen like anything in terms of like story. Spoilers, thank God. Um, yeah, but, really. Well, I mean, who knows? Because it, it may, you know, the main story might suck. That would not be unusual for a Bethesda game. I mean, they usually do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I really like Skyrim. I've never completed the main story. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah. I've completed the main story of Fallout Four a few times, but yeah, I think I've, that's not why I'm playing. I've done it in Fallout Four a few times. I think I've only actually beaten the main story in Skyrim like once, um, just because yeah, the other stuff is more fun. Yeah. You know, it just feels like more of a chore. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I want to go kill the Emperor. I don't want to pick sides in your dumb civil war. I don't want to... Uh, yeah. Uh. Um, I guess, yeah, my, my thoughts are... Like, I, I didn't play Fallout when it came out. I watched um, someone stream it, and that was enjoyable. Mm. And... Um... Yeah, I played your copy of it first, and then like when I picked it up, it was like ten dollars for Fallout and all the DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that Starfield will be really, really fun to play in five years' time with all the DLC and all the mods to this, fix it. This is something I wanted to ask you about: is um, where you see that they've obviously not. Because they are bad about this, um, obviously not like done some things that really should have been done. Kind of assuming that modders will take care of it, which they always do. 
because um, I have seen some comments like that kind of vaguely yeah. um, in the little bit that I wrote about it, and um, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, uh, and yeah, that's something that I find very frustrating that, you know, you can still have a vibrant modding community, you know, there always will be uh, around these kinds of games without leaving out, like, critical elements to a complete game. Have you seen anything so far that you think is like that? Something that, like, obviously should have been in the game but isn't, but modders will put in? Um, not necessarily, uh, but I can see not errors but design choices which I think popular mods will change. For example, uh, clearly there's a design choice but in Fallout 4 when you have a weapon you can pick up random weapons and you could find, oh I've got this gun but this gun that I've just picked up has a larger magazine. Mm -hmm. You can take that larger magazine off that gun and put it on your gun. Mm -hmm. You can't do that in this. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that I think that's a choice mm -hmm. that they made to sort of stop you from getting a really good gun without putting skill points into the perks that would let you build it. But I bet you one of the first mods to come out will change that so you can. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a question for you. Are you sure that that was base game in Fallout 4, or was that, or are you sure it's not a mod that's been added? Because I'm trying to remember. I thought that, um, no, you're right. I, yeah, that was originally. Yeah, you'd have, because you end up with them in your inventory, the ones that you remove. Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry. It's weird for me, like, having also recently replayed Fallout 4, um, just like how often I forget what things were in the game originally and what are mods that I've added. Um, because some of the mods are so good that they just like blend seamlessly and add things that feel like they always should have been there. Um, and that's always interesting to me and definitely something I've thought about with Starfield is... So yeah, you so far you think not anything obvious. Um, what about like... Yeah, that'd probably be too difficult. You were talking about like um, Open Skyrim, Open City Skyrim, um, mm -hmm. which is also, yeah, awesome. Uh, all it does is take out the loading screen and going into a city in Skyrim. So the doors just open and you can just go straight in. Like, that should have been in the original game. Yeah, um, like, yeah. Instead of having to load every time you enter a city. Because the model's there and stuff anyways. So I don't know. But um, I think, wasn't isn't that more to do with people's processing power? Probably. When it came out. Like, yeah. it's very easy now to play Skyrim with all those mods, but when yeah. it came out, it was, it was pretty demanding. I mean, that is a good point, yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen people, um, in the criticism of it, complaining about how it runs. Like, people saying, I can't play it for more than, like, every ten seconds, it's laggy or jittering. Mm. And, I mean, the specs did look, you know, like, decent. You know, you're not going to be able to run this on your netbook. Remember those? I do. I do. <laughs> oh, my poor netbook got sat on. <clears throat> sat on? Yeah. Is that a story you want to tell now or some other time? What's the story? Someone sat on it and it broke. Oh, okay. Well, there you yeah. go. I told it. There you go. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> it was an accident. <coughs> um, mm -hmm. Someone, like, put it, like, on concrete and... <clears throat> looked you right in the eye while yeah. they did it. And, like, wiggled into it. <laughs> yeah, um... Yeah, the open Skyrim thing, I don't know if that's, I mean, I doubt that that'll be possible for the space stuff, Yeah. which I think is what people mostly have a problem with. Yeah. But, for example, I went to Sinodoa? I went to the Mars place, 
and you land at the landing site and then get out and there's there's kind of there's a lot of industrial stuff you could look around but there's not really a lot to do and then you have to go down a corridor and open a door loading screen to enter the actual city mm. i think uh um that sort of mod for skyrim open yeah. cities i think that, that could work, work really well there yeah, i don't really right. see why that needs to be a loading screen yeah um, well i do again it's system requirements but yeah I you know, these games always run way better like 10 years later when your gpu can just yeah oh yeah i mean absolutely um i mean god i just remember playing fallout 4 on playstation um and how long the loading screens were and then playing it on pc like later after it had come out just you know big difference yeah. yeah i mean i see what you're saying i think that that's Definitely always a thing, but that is one of the big complaints that I've um, seen as well as people saying that there are way too many loading screens and they hate that. It feels like too much loading. Yeah, I have um, an SSD, uh, like an NFME SSD, so it's pretty fast. Um, and the loading screens for me are like seconds, mm -hmm. but it really is like travel to, okay, so I'm going to travel to the planet which puts me in orbit of the planet, so that's one loading screen. Then I'm going to land, that's another loading screen. Then I'm going to get out of the of the vehicle, that's like a second loading screen, like one second. Right. Okay. And then then I'm going to go, go through that door, city. that's another loading screen. Right, okay. And then I, then I actually want to talk to someone in the residential part of that, that's another loading screen. Right. Okay. Yeah, but they're very quick, but... Yeah, and for you. But I mean, for yeah. me... Yeah, um... What are you playing on like like half the graphic settings as well or something? Like yeah, that? I mean I had to mess about with it for quite a while. Um, I put it on basically it's, it works fine on medium. It's not like super smooth mm. um, with the rendering up or the ren render scale mm. thing. I don't know. Mm. Otherwise, it looks really fuzzy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. It yeah. Do it doesn't look great. Yeah. Right. Um. The models don't look great of people. Like, they don't look terrible, but they're... I've seen that too, people talking about they haven't improved facial animations at all. But is it funny? Like, yeah. Okay, because that's what I was going to ask next. Yeah. Because a lot of that's funny to me, and I don't mind. Um, yeah, no, it's funny. The same with, um, yeah, just some of the classic Bethesda glitches. What was the one that you were talking about with you went into a lady who was in an office? Oh, yeah, well, I, I, I've got it <laughs> recorded. Yeah, I went into the Trade Authority, and... Uh, the lady is on a computer, but she's like this with like the the key keypad there, like typing like that. <laughs> yeah, personally, I'm seeing that kind of stuff. You know, it's that janky Bethesda stuff that you know for me adds enjoyment to a lot of their games. Um, so long as it's not breaking, you know, it's just funny. Um, but I can I don't know I can also imagine that if they're taking this as a more serious sci-fi story where you kind of want more immersion maybe people could also find that frustrating versus like a kind of more wacky natural environment like fallout you know and i guess skyrim less so but it's got its wackiness absolutely yeah you know you just made me think with you you know with you saying immersion like uh i guess that's kind of an important distinction like i'm i probably like thinking about it i probably am not someone who cares about that um, like I, I generally play games where I play them for like 20 minutes at a time, go off and do something else for 10 minutes, 
yeah. get distracted, start talking about Arrested Development on the TV or whatever. We're both big uh, faffing arounders yeah. and playing games, yeah. Yeah, so there is that. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah, I imagine, yeah, if you want, like, an immersive experience, yeah, that it can break it a lot for you. Mm-hmm. I getcha. I mean, uh, it's hard to say with that kind of stuff because different games can do mm -hmm. immersion differently. Like, for me, I don't know, like, Skyrim, a lot of the immersion in that game is um, really, really strongly helped with, like, the music, um, like, that's some of the best game music ever, in my opinion. And just out in the wilds and like looking up at like a gorgeous, you know, constellation of stars and, you know, this music starts up. It's like, ah, oh, I feel like I know this world, you know. Um, yeah. So that's definitely something that, I think it depends. You know, Fallout is definitely different. It, um, Fallout's immersion kind of leans more into some of the humor and wackiness for me, so. You're going around going. blasting uh, big green Hulk dudes listening to Onga Bonga Bongo. Yeah. And you're using like plasma guns that turn them into goo. Yeah. Yeah, or a gun made out of like old pipes. <laughs> yes. You know? Or a gun yeah. that like fires Coca-Cola yeah. bottles like horizontally at people. Yeah. It's, it's not to say that like dragons and Draugr and all that kind of stuff isn't silly either or wacky, but it's like, it's just different with Fallout, you know, being like ultra wacky. In a lot of ways. Yeah. So. The atmosphere in some of this is good, though. Yeah. Yeah, like in the Sedona place, uh, Mars. Um, I really like the sound design. There's, it's it's you know it's not super unique in its its depiction of this is what Mars would look like. It's this horrible mining colony, mm -hmm. you know, where they've not put any drywall everywhere. It's all metal. <laughs> horrible <laughs> yeah, right. but okay. um there's loads of like noise all the time and loads of like burp, burp, in the background mm -hmm. and occasional explosions of the mining okay and sometimes when you walk in around in cities or elsewhere uh, a spaceship will land which has nothing to do with you mm -hmm. and that makes like loads of noise okay and it yeah it feels pretty good okay i get you yeah but yeah there's no radio or anything mm -hmm. uh, i did see Somebody mentioned that too, that the game needs a radio system, like Fallout. Um, yeah, okay, interesting. Welcome to Neptunia News, Neptunia. Yeah. And then what, it would just be like nonsense and then some, yeah, some I mean, I, jazz pieces. I guess, yeah, that would, because that music is like so specific in Fallout. Like what is, what could you do as an equivalent thing? Like, like everyone reason, in the future, everyone's listening to Tangerine Will, Dream. Yeah, I was gonna say Will Smith from the nineties. <laughs> That's the sound of, yeah. I mean, it would have to be either like sci-fi music or. And now we're gonna play this old classic, right? Roll up your grandpa to the wireless. Shut up, Yeah, or just have a really strong score. I mean, again, Skyrim I think had a really great score. Not just that intro song, but like I've listened to the. That's the kind of dork I am through um, the score, like all of Skyrim, and like there's some really super atmospheric stuff in there. Have you ever fallen asleep to the sounds of Whitebridge? That's a good one. Whitebridge? The town in Skyrim. Whiterun. Or Whiterun, sorry. I was reading Wheel of Time again thinking Whitebridge. <laughs> Whiterun, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, I guess we'll see. I definitely saw people saying like, well, you know, I didn't really start getting into it until like eight hours, ten hours, fifteen hours. 
Um, and I can see how that could also put people off. So, you know, when you, like with Skyrim, it has such a strong start. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, what is that entire intro sequence with riding in the cart? Like, I don't know, 15 minutes, maybe? Yeah. Before you're kind of free to just go off and... Get a mod to sell you at Helgen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely saw people saying, like, they'll be keeping an eye out for a mod with an alternate start. Yeah. Because they thought that it was too long. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, anything else you want to say about your experience so far? Yeah, the music should have been, like, uh, they should have got, like, Trent Reznor to do a synth wave cover of um, Holst's Planets or something. Mm. No, I mean, I can actually see, yeah, like, some, um, some like, synthy atmospheric stuff, maybe. But... Again, I haven't played it yet, so. Or, um... Bow, 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 bow. Space Truckers. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, get like an electric electric, gal electric country <laughs> I see. or something. Yeah, it's all banjo, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, what do you think of the score so far? Is there much of it, or...? Um, yes, but it's, you know, mostly atmospheric, and it's, it's good. It's, yeah. it's nice, but... I still would have liked, I don't know, a radio or something. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I guess we didn't even mention the whole pronoun thing. I don't really know if there's anything to say. Yeah. What do you want to say about it? Nothing really. Just, you know, yeah, nothing. I mean... I saw that someone said they picked the traits, the starting traits of um, having their parents alive and street kid mm -hmm. so they could tell people that they were an orphan even though they've got parents yeah. and say things like well, at least you have parents that's funny <laughs> okay i like that so i like the idea um, of doing that i mean like contradictory and then having like a really big male body but a she pronoun mm -hmm. yeah yeah i don't know yeah right okay i mean i guess i i don't know if the voice changes with the you don't have a voice oh that's right it's a silent protagonist yeah, yeah. so so in your head, you can say it however you want. Hello, is my spaceship ready? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Just bubbles all the time, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, yeah. Yes. And it, uh, one last thing as well, it suffers from the same thing as Fallout 4, where you don't really have dialogue options. Mm-hmm. Okay. Really, it usually leads to the same place. When yeah. I tried to lie to someone, to a miner, and be like, I'm your new boss, Supervisor Frank Sausage Led. They were like, ha, 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 very funny. Yeah. Okay. So what's the point of lying if they don't believe me, I suppose? Is that contingent on, like, do you have charisma skill or...? You, you have persuasion. Right. And, yeah. Okay. But no, mm. that's, that's not. There is a mini game. Yeah. But... No, I mean, I know what you mean anyway. Like, it, in a lot of places, um, really most choices in those games kind of end you in the same place, with exception for, like, a few big ones. Yeah. It don't really change all that much. just depends on... What factions do you want to go away at the end? It's either I have a mission for you or continue with this mission so uh, you're either going to agree with me, uh, you're going to say something which is kind of meaningless and then you're going to go back to the top of the dialogue tree. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to agree with me in a kind of snarky way or you're going to say later. Mm -hmm. You can't even say no. Right. Right? Okay. Well, it was like that in Fallout 4, right? Like, yeah. With mission givers. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. come back to me later if you change your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get you. Hmm. Right, well, yeah, I guess we'll 
see how it goes as you continue. The spaceship building leaves quite a bit to be desired, but I haven't done that much with it. Mm-hmm. And I want to make like a really ugly spaceship mm-hmm. that looks like uh, like a Warhammer 40k orc hulk. Yeah. You know, like just higgledy-piggledy crap. Because you can build it however you want, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to make it symmetrical or anything. Yeah. I am definitely curious to see how like how in-depth some of that stuff can be, because I could think of a number of fun things to do. Like what? Um... What what is that Aqua Teen episode where there's a spaceship and it's just some dude? <laughs> what is that? The John Ron Thompson. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can't put a face on it. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, I guess you could, if you had the patience, put individual like Portholes. modules to kind of create the look of one. I mean, I've seen people do like the Planet Express ship and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, well, it, it looked pretty good, but okay. it looked like it was like just loads of the different modules like placed in such a way that it created the shape of it and stuff like that. So I'm curious to see how tedious it is or fun. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good, good. Um, okay, yeah. Well, I mean, I like it so far and hmm. yeah. Yeah. If you're patient, I would seriously wait for it to, like if you're really patient and you want it, wait five years. Yeah, wait for the DLC to come out and when you can get it on Steam for like cheap with all the DLC and yeah. a bunch of updates and there are plenty of mods, you know, a good unofficial Starfield patch what do on you think... Steam. Yeah, sorry. Um, and then, yeah. You know. What do you think about them releasing it like five days early for $100 rather than 70 Um, I mean, that seems like a bit of a scam. What do you think? Like, why stop there? Why not be like... Like, it, it could go up, like, we'll release it two weeks early for a grand. We'll release <laughs> it ten weeks, ten, two weeks early for a grand, ten days early for 500. No, because then, um, no, definitely not that far. Because then there'd be way more people posting about it, there'd be a lot more playthroughs, uh, the hype would dissipate. But they may be trying to amplify the hype by doing it a few days early for another $25 on an already expensive game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would not spend $70 on this game if I did not expect to get 100 hours out of it. And I do. Yeah. So, there's yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess last thing I wanted to say, I feel like um, on an earlier Dead Air when we were talking about this about Starfield, uh, or maybe we, maybe it wasn't on Dead Air, maybe it was just around the house. We don't talk. Uh, <laughs> talking about um, how if Starfield kind of was just like Fallout in space... And they didn't add, like, a ton, um, but it just had that same, like, vast world and the mm. things that you that we like out of other Bethesda games. Like, we'd probably be happy with that. Um, I don't know if you remember that conversation at all. But do you still agree with that? If it is, in fact, not really adding a lot in terms of anything um, revolutionary? Uh, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm enjoying it and... Like I said, I hadn't hyped myself up. I, I didn't think that this was going to be, you know, I don't know if Skyrim was truly revolutionary or not. I don't know enough about games, but it definitely added a lot of things. Like, oh, I can smith and mm-hmm. stuff. And, it, you know, it felt massive mm-hmm. at the time, like unbelievably massive. Yeah. And um, I get, I think this game probably has less of a wow factor mm-hmm. for sure. But I still think it's good and cool. I'm still enjoying it. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. Cute. Cool. What is next, dear? Rapey, rapey, rape. Yeah, Danny Masterson. Yeah. Well, just since so many people have been talking about it, I don't know. Uh, Go on. Thought I'd mention it for really no reason at all. Just, you know, what a shocker. Uh, Danny Masterson played Hyde in that 70s guy, uh, that 70s show, sorry, um, which aired for, I think, like six years. Um, and uh, he was just sentenced this last week um, to 30 years in prison for forcible rape of two women. The actual trial, I believe, was like back in May when he was convicted. Um, and yeah, you know, like gross people doing gross stuff, you know, rapists and shit. Really, what's interesting is um, all the celebrities who um, signed, um, who wrote letters to the judge, you know, talking about his character and to consider that before sentencing. Um, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis um, wrote some interesting letters where they were like, he was always a nice guy to me, and um, he, Ashton Kutcher's like, he encouraged me not to do drugs and fall prey to that Hollywood culture. Um, you know, he drugged the women that he's been convicted of raping. So that's tasteful. Um, and talking about like one time we went to a pizza restaurant and a guy was shouting at his girlfriend and Danny told him not to do that and he's a really nice person and also he has a daughter so I hope you consider this um just yeah so and they they wrote that letter after after the victim all, impact statements yes after yeah, all of that was out yeah because it's pretty yeah pretty devastating brutal. I don't want to share any of the details here but um I did just read through you know, kind of a quick summary, and yeah, pretty awful. Um, and a lot of people calling out Ashton Kutcher for, um, because he runs, um, or is like invested in, and does a lot of work for an anti-sex trafficking organization, um, which I haven't read much about, but a lot of people are saying that actually, um, that it's a bit different than that, that the organization he works for is really interested in going after um, like consensual sex work. Um, that they operate like an AI tool that scrubs like Craigslist and stuff like that and looks for um, prostitution like advertisements and calls the police on those people um, and that they conflate all sex work with child sex trafficking um, right. but I didn't read a ton about it but yeah like apparently he's testified before Congress and shit about like we must stop sex trafficking and then you know please he Please be nice to him, you know, other than all the rapes, he was a really nice friend. So, I don't know, what do you think of all that? Well, as has been pointed out, um, it's not just like Danny Masterson was his friend, like at least two of the people who, I think he was accused of five. There were five. And um, convicted of two. Yeah. Um, at least two of the people who accused him, I don't know about the convictions, were people he, was, were people he knew mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, there Wasn't were... someone on the 70s show? Um, one of, God, one of them, I think actually it was the one that they didn't get the conviction on. Right. Was also on the 70s show and, like, dated him at a time. I, yeah. So it's not like standing by your friend. It's like, I have one friend who's a rapist and one friend who was raped by the rapist. Mm -hmm. Well, who was the rapist then? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's this whole other element of, you know, where Scientology has played a role in this because the... 
Because Danny Masterson's a Scientologist. He's a Scientologist, and the two that he was convicted on, um, they were Scientologists, and the Church of Scientology basically suppressed um, their accusations, encouraged them not to go to the police, and um, stalked and harassed them after they did go to the police. Um, one of the victims was talking about finding rat poison um, in her dog's stomach, and the dog had to be put down. It was some crazy stuff. Like, um, if you know anything about Scientology, it's like a lot of their usual playbook about, you know, harassment, intimidation, um, and trying to protect their own, kind of. Uh, so, yeah. Um, it's a cult. Yeah, it's a cult, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Spaceman cult. Yeah. yeah. I wonder sometimes if, um, mm, I don't know. No, this is off topic. Never mind. Sorry. Well, you know, I guess like with the, you know, you can take the definition of cult, you know, all the way to bona fide established religions, mm. you know, which is kind of what Scientology almost does. You know, we're not a cult. How are we different to another religion? Mm. Mm. Um, you know, and then when you try and sort of like codify the difference, it's pretty hard. Mm -hmm. It's it's more just like they're like a criminal syndicate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, they, yeah, come across that way to me, more like an organized crime group. Yeah. Um, just considering all the shit that they've done. Yeah. Um, yeah. We need Uncle Rico. Yeah. Throwing the ball of justice over their mountains of <laughs> denial. Despair. Just flew right on over those mountains. <laughs> yeah, an African swallow came and picked it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've never seen the 70s show. Mm -hmm. uh, I was surprised when you said that Danny Masterson is the brother of the older brother and Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle. Middle. Yeah. What was his name? Not um, Reese. Um, the one that went, the military one. Mm -hmm, the military yeah. school one, yeah. That was, that was his name. Yeah, that was his brother. Um, yeah, there were there were several people, like famous people, who wrote these letters, um, you know, where they didn't, like, directly ask for, you know, like, can you please take it easy on him? But that's how these letters are written. I've seen these kinds of things before, and it's always like, I hope you consider his personality and character and my experience with him in determining your sentencing. And, you know, um, there were, yeah, a number of people on that list. Uh, also, the um, two actors who played the parents on that 70s show, um, also Scientologists, I believe, um, wrote a letter supporting him. Giovanni Rabisi is a Scientologist and wrote a letter to the judge um, supporting him, as well as, I believe it said, Giovanni Rabisi's dad, um, who talked about how nice Masterson was when he came to live with them at 17 for a while in L.A. Um, I just kind of skimmed through all of them, and um, yeah, I mean... Definitely there are people kind of, because I saw this blowing up on Twitter this morning um, when I was screwing around drinking my coffee, um, and uh, I mean a lot of people are definitely getting the conspiracy thinking out, thinking like, um, you know, what does Scientology have on Ashton Kutcher, could they be, but it's, it's always hard, like, because obviously try and avoid conspiratorial thinking, but if you've seen any documentaries about what the Church of Scientology has done to people, um, it is, there's some nasty shit in their repertoire, so I don't know. Well, and one of the victims tweeted something about, Yeah. Um, what, do you want me to say that? No, go ahead. 
tweeted something about um, Ashton Kutcher knows exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or something um, like it, that. It was on our Instagram. Yeah, oh, Instagram. Um, saying, yeah, um, saying like I, you know, I know things about you, uh, things that would destroy you, um, that the church is helping you cover up, stuff like that. And I know what really happened on whatever the date was, February 1st, 2001, the date that Ashton Kutcher's, um, a girl that he was dating was brutally murdered. By um, the Hollywood Ripper. Hollywood Ripper, uh, yep. Um, so, that was Never a whole heard weird... that. Yeah, me either. Um, I want to say, again, just stuff I skimmed over this morning, but um, he was convicted of killing three people, like three women, pretty horrifically um, at various places in the country, so. Yeah, um... I guess just, here's a question for you. Um, one of the things that I find interesting about this is um, whether, how do I want to say it? Do you think that, I mean, maybe, I guess I would say maybe that, um, you know, like Kutcher, Kunis, the other people really did feel like he was a nice guy and they couldn't imagine him doing this. Um, I mean, that's the case with, you know, serial killers, uh, all kinds of people, you know, who have done awful things, and then people say, well, I knew them, and they were nice to me, so I can't imagine that they would ever do that, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the whole, like, cognitive dissonance, perhaps, element of it, of, well, you know, they were nice to me, and I, you know, I can't imagine, you know, that I could have been friends with somebody who could do something like that. Um, I don't know, what do you... What do you think the reason is that they, I mean, just knowing the little bit that you know, like, what would cause somebody to come out and be like, please take it easy on, you know, this guy who, because they don't deny that he did those things in the letters. Um, do you know what I mean? Uh, I think that ultimately they don't lose a lot from doing that. Mm -hmm. And they were ordered to by the church because the church has shit on them. Yeah. That's what I think. And I yeah. know that's conspiratorial. Yeah. I can't prove it, I'm not saying it yeah. for, for, for fact, but yeah, I, I seriously think that the Church of Scientology is more or less purely a criminal organization with like a veneer mm -hmm. of religion. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I doubt uh, very much tax dodging organization. people at the very top believe in anything other than yeah. enriching themselves. And yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's more or less how they work. It's it's like uh, extorters, extorting extorters. Yeah, I mean, you know, putting people into basically slavery. Um, you know, now, this would have never happened if we still people. had the mob. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah, and then yeah, people were sharing a lot of. Um, old clips of Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis from the set of that 70s show where when they started he was like 20 and she was 14 and she's sitting on his lap she's sitting on his lap and yeah we saw a brief one where they're joking about Danny Masterson betting him betting Ashton Kutcher that he wouldn't give her a real French kiss during a scene they were gonna do and just like giggling about it and it was very weird do you know what they call French kisses in France what English kiss that's not true. It is. That's not true. English that kiss. can't possibly be true. Yeah. Hmm. What's an American kiss? I don't know. I just thought you might have a joke there. <laughs> yeah. 
like a 45 ACP something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I really have a lot to say about that. Just, um, do you? Other than, you know, that's crazy. No, I mean, you know, uh, I'm fairly cynical. Mm -hmm. uh, I prefer to think of myself as skeptical, but whatever. Uh, I, I view everything that these people do as calculated. You know, they gave like $20 million worth of Airbnb vouchers mm -hmm. to Ukrainians at the beginning. I think that was about reputation washing. Yeah, I get you. And she's partly Ukrainian, so I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, um... Yeah. Like, it's not like I read this and was like, oh, God. Well, Ashton yeah. Kutcher's disappointed me. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, don't really give a shit about they're them. They're rolling in money, personally, yeah. you know. They can... I've seen them and stuff. I didn't really have any kind of opinion about them before this. Um, Just more Hollywood and, shills. Yeah. Now my opinion is they can eat shit. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Scimitar. Bucket. <laughs> Job done. I just wanted you to take a statement. Oh, I made a statement. Who are you talking to? I don't know. Remember in the that sewer in Skyrim near the Thieves Guild, there's like a crazy lady sitting in a like a dark room by herself going like, bucket, pen, hat. Is she living in a bag? Crazy lady, living in a bag. Um, I believe she's just sitting in a dark room by herself staring in a corner. Yeah, yeah. bucket, pen, hat. Yeah. What? what yeah. Nothing. Are you saying that's me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Right, and another <laughs> thing about Judea. Um, yeah, well... The Samaritans, don't even get me started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, anywho. I don't really have much else to say about that, just, yeah. Good old... Scientology and... Power structures. Power structures and... Yeah, 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 pretty much it. So... Moving on? Yeah. Wheel of Time season two. That's not next. It is next. No, Do you no. want to see? The next thing is Boys Scouts. We can talk about that first if you want. Okay, Wheel of Time. Let's get it over with. Well, we have now watched four episodes of the Wheel of Time. Season two, yeah. Of season two. Yep. Out of eight episodes? Uh, yep. Cool. The episodes are longer, but they're... It'll be over soon. Them. Yep. And that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I really... This will be brief. I don't have a lot to say. Um, yes, just... you do. No, I really don't, because uh, it just, you know, all the things that I really disliked about the first season, they're all back, and none of them have changed, and it's exactly the same as what they did with the first season, so, you know, CW, cheesy... CW? Oh, Christian Wetwork? No. I forgot, I say this all the time, where I'm like, this is like a CW show, and you're like, what's that? Yeah, what is that? Um, it was like a, a network where they played like awful, they played like awful like um, teen drama TV shows. Like everything's like really cheap and the acting is awful. Um, I mean, maybe there were some good shows in there. I don't know, but it's like a it's like targeted for teenagers. I would say primarily, um, and like drama stuff. And it's very dull and boring and cheaply made. Is my opinion the stuff that I've seen on it? Um, but it makes me think of that like. Everything looks cheap. Yeah. Um, uh, the same things where it's like, you know, oh, we've got this, this story, like, it's huge, and, you know, you can't really fit all that stuff into, like, eight episodes, so, well, we have two options. One, we can kind of just pare down the things that happen, just streamline it. 
uh, or two, we can scrap the entire story and make up our own. And that's what they did again. And that's what they did again. So. And even I didn't like it. And he loves <laughs> fantasy. He does like TV sometimes. He likes horror. He does like horror. Yes. It's like his favorite thing in the world, getting horrified by you. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, I mean, honestly, that's really it. Do you have anything to say? What's your opinion on the four episodes you've seen now? Well, I don't know if I dislike season two any more than I dislike season one. And I definitely I didn't hate it or anything. Yeah. I mean, I hate that. I hate rewatching it, Christina. We haven't rewatched any of the season. No, well, we've watched season one like four times. Well, that's not going to happen with this one because no, I'm kind of over it. Nothing has changed, and you know, over it. I mean, I wasn't angry about it anyway. It's just like it's more baffling to me. You know, it doesn't ruin the book. I just reread the book again. It's not a problem. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I think it's. Uh, I mean, it's not cheap TV. Yeah, I mean... You know, that's kind of what's sort of most egregious about it. Is like, it's yeah. not like that bad, but for the amount of money they spent, it's well, it's not very good. I mean, part of that is probably, from what I call, from what I read with the first season, they estimated um, it was like 10 million per episode. Mm -hmm. But part of that is they built their own recording studio. Um, I want to say in Prague. Um, because none of... Something about none of the studios had open space available for so that for them to do it. So they just built their own like I can't remember how big like eighty thousand square foot studio with soundstage and um, individual writers' offices and all kinds of shit. So I wonder how much all of that cost. Why do that in Prague? I don't know. Like the outdoor stuff was in Czechoslovakia. Mm -hmm. Czechoslovakia. Um, there were a, che few, the a few different places. The Czech Republic, um, a bit on the Canary Islands, I think. Um, there's a lot of Eastern Europe. But why not just do the, the soundstage stuff, the stage stuff, in, you know, in a soundstage. Yeah, they're already, in the must United exist. States that already exists, or any number of world-class soundstages that already exist, yeah. Am I making this up, or did you say that they tried to throw some shade on, like, uh, Czech crew? Um... I can't recall that. Um, okay. I did see people like speculating, um, you know, purely speculation that maybe they liked the idea of doing it in Prague so that they wouldn't have to deal with um, American unions, as an example. But who knows the veracity of that? Right. Um, okay. I don't really know anything about that stuff, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the problems with it aren't the crew. No. No, they really are. Yeah. The problems with it are fucking writers and producers. Yeah. <coughs> the the entire vision. Um, yeah, the, the impression I get, seriously, and maybe this is just me, you know, reading too much into it, but I think that Rosamund Pike, who is an EP on it, I think mm -hmm. she's written herself to be the main character. Or she yeah. hasn't written it herself, but... Yeah, um, I think that it's interesting it. that she's an executive producer and that her character has become the main character of the series. She definitely um, has the most lines. Uh, I think you're probably right, um, and yeah, um, I mean that character is not the main char the character of the book. She's an important character, but she's also gone for like half the series. Um, spoilers. <laughs> um, but probably not. And, and no, one. she's her character is very mysterious. We have like very little from her perspective, 
Um, there's very little of her like off doing stuff on her own where we're, you know, it's written from like her perspective. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, I find that interesting as well that that character is so big. And I mean, I probably, maybe it's nothing to do with her being an executive producer. Maybe it's just she's the biggest named person on the show, like by a large margin. Sure. So they want to have as much of her as possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, you know, we have too much story, so let's not, you know, tighten it, truncate it, remove elements that don't need to be there. Because there are plenty. There's loads that you can remove from those books. They're massive that would not have, like, a huge impact that would still have the same impact of the story. Um, now, let's, yeah. not, let's not do that. Let's, that let's write a new story where Moiraine is the main character and, you know, everything is different. I don't know. Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. Yeah, it. I sort of wondered um, as well, like, I think a really important thing to do with something like this is settle on tone. I think for something like this, it might be even more important than your, the skeleton of your story. <laughs> and I think, um, like, if you look at Lord of the Rings, uh, I don't think it was, like, the first thing to use, you know, the first fantasy movie to use that sort of homely tone but um, but you know it's been so much copied that it's almost generic now uh, and uh, Wheel of Time doesn't have that it almost has like no tone mm -hmm. you know like we were watching some Star Wars stuff because we've got Disney Plus for a month and a lot of that doesn't seem to know like what its tone is I thought Mandalorian was really good for the first few episodes about that about mm -hmm. its tone but I don't know, like, is this, is this a sort of, is this, you know, a dark world? Is it... Five minutes later. Five minutes later. Alright, here we are, five minutes later. And you are saying about it having some really good tempos. You know, it's got a beat. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, just to kind of wrap up on Wheel of Time. Um, yeah, you were talking about uh, it not being able to kind of decide on a tone. Um, I'm not sure if that's completely fair. It's more like, I mean, because uh, it, it's not like inconsistent in tone. It's not like it goes all over the place or anything. It's just that it doesn't have a strong enough atmosphere or feel mm -hmm. for a fantasy world where obviously with the new Lord of the Rings show, they've taken it straight from you know, the Lord of the Rings films, you know, that sort of feeling. Yeah, right, I get you. And... Like, aesthetically and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah and, uh, yeah, and, you know, like, Star, Star Wars, like, the first Star Wars had a very, um, I think at the time, unique feel in that it was, you know, about this big, wacky world, but it was also kind of, um, it wasn't just charming, it was also kind of homely, if you know what I mean, like... You know what I mean? You mean like comforting? Yeah, it was, yes, I suppose yeah. so, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, um, that made me think about um, what I think is interesting is, so the first season of the show, The Wheel of Time, the first book, uh, like, again, I haven't read Tolkien, but from what I understand, it's pretty heavily inspired by Tolkien in the first book. Um, and having seen, like, the Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings movies, um, I can see, like, um, <laughs> uh, I can see that, like, you know, uh, some innocent young country bumpkins are whisked away from their home by a magical person to, you know, they're under 
you know, being looked for by this dark entity and has to figure out why. Um, you know, that basic, the basic kind of story beats. Um, and I think, I, I wonder if with like this show, they wanted it to be separate from the Lord of the Rings, especially since they had a Lord of the Rings thing coming out like the same year or a year apart from the show on Amazon. Um, it isn't. Uh, is Power Rings on Power Amazon? Rings is on Amazon as right, well. Right. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, they're doing both. So they're not competing. No, they're not competing. Um, but they may just want it to, perhaps, not get lost in the muddle. Uh, just a sense I got is that they were probably like, you know, let's try to make this uh, different from Lord of the Rings, uh, at least in the the first series, first season. You know, like the first book is. Um, and some of the elements I get are like they wanted to make it darker, but then they don't want it to be too dark. Mm. So, because the books get dark mm -hmm. as you go on, like pretty quickly, they do get darker, but they still have like a like a lightness to them. It's a very hopeful series yeah. overall, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there's like plenty of humor and, you know. Um, I just wonder if they were thinking less about this series, this world, this book, and more about the marketing of this series, you know, how they would market, like, this book. Just a thought that I have. I mean, surely. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. I mean, if if they hadn't done that, if they hadn't, you know, come up with the marketing first, I mean, that's that's why they bought the IP. Yeah. Right? They looked at the IP, and it had, like, five bullet points next to it, and it was, like, perfect. Mm -hmm. Right? We don't really care... You know, we certainly don't care what the writing style is like mm -hmm. or anything like that. We don't care about it as literature. We care about the story, mm -hmm. the IP of it, and, you know, oh, it's well known. Sure, of course. I mean, I would hope that that was the case because if it wasn't, if it truly was story first, then they, they've done a very bad job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It feels half-assed. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, it's hard to say why, though. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I know what you mean. It is kind of hard to pinpoint, but... Um... There's just just a lot of the stuff that I did not like in the first one is back. The, there's still a lot of overacting, in some cases where it can work. Um, the guy who played the White Cloak in the first season, uh, who we haven't seen this season yet, mm -hmm. um, Ivan Valda. I'm going to burn you with the smallest yeah, fire. He was over the top to where I found him entertaining, you know, and yeah. it kind of didn't really matter to me um, yeah. if it was too much. Um, you know, I was watching the screen when he was on always so um but then there's also a lot of like just really terrible overacting of like well this is the first episode we were watching and Egwene is going down a hall in the white tower and passes another Aes Sedai and um she goes to like bow to her yeah you, you pointed it out you had to pause it you were laughing so hard like you know instead of like like you know I don't know I'm not an actor I do but, like, remember meek that. bow she's like <sighs> and it's like so just overdone and it, it borders into comical. Yeah. It, and I don't blame the actor. You know, somebody directed them. Um, so, yeah. you know. Just for that second where Egwene's walking down and she does that bow, it's almost like Austin Powers. Like, he should have been getting on the floor, like, <laughs> kissing yes, the floor. Like it should have been ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and Rosamund Pike's, like, overly dramatic, overly emotional way that she's doing her character, you know, a character that's described as being very serene and um, mysterious and keeps her cards close to her chest, her face ex conveys no expression, um, 
interesting. You don't like Rosamund Pike's acting? I mean, I I think that she's probably fine as an actor, but um, just in this, and I mean, I saw that she said in an interview that um, like something about it's hard to continue reading the books um, much further because which she is, but um, because she's playing the actor, the character so differently in the show versus how she's described in the book. And so, I mean, they know that it's that that's the case. Yeah, it was the way she was written in the show. Yeah. I think. I think so, too, yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I like the new Matt actor. Yeah. I thought he did good. I like the old and, one. Yeah, I like the old one, too. Yeah. So, um, you know, I still like the actor playing Perrin. I think he does pretty good. Um, I like getting his character across, you know. Um, and I guess I like the Nynaeve actress. And obviously She's Nynaeve much, is the only character with a pair of bollocks. Yeah, George is like, the only characters I like are Nynaeve and Perrin. Yeah. Also, Leonidas is pretty cool, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, so... What's her name? Um, Leandra. Leandrin. Leandrin. Yeah, I think she's actually pretty good too, as her character. She's also like over the top in a way that at least makes it like, makes her interesting to watch. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah, I think she does well with it. I mean, yeah, I, I think I, she does too. And like I, I told, was telling you, um, that character in the book is like not all that interesting. So yeah, I think she added something to it. Um, and yeah, you know, I, there are elements of things I can see there and be like, that's that's all right, that's pretty good there, um, okay. But it's cow it's like surrounded by so much. Bleh. Many many rings for the many elven kings. <laughs> they love their rings on their fingers and toes. I met an elven king who even had a ring right through the middle of his nose. Twas King Bull. This is every day in our house. Bull Bull Flow. Do you want to sing your Skyrim song? Have you ever sang that anywhere else or is that just to me around the house? That's just to you. Oh right. no, I feel embarrassed now. No, it's really good. I like it. Uh, okay, let me just think about it. Oh dear. I am embarrassed now. Um... Or a cat. Or a man. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> you don't ruin it. Oh, was it like a RPG? RPG? Is that how it starts? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. RPG. 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 It's just that. RPG. <laughs> RPG. 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 You can play as a man or a cat or a frog or a wizard or a thief. It depends how you play. Be a good man, be a bad lady. <laughs> RPG. It depends, it depends, it depends how you, you play. play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I find that amusing. I've heard that a good hundred times since I met you. <laughs> Pick a pocket, fuck a sheep, kill a dragon. It depends how you play. Yeah. Do it all, don't do anything, turn it off if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Drinks a potion. <laughs> Name a sword after a celebrity. Yeah. Have a laugh. Cool. Yeah, Thanks for sharing something that. like that. I yeah, I mean, second verse needs to work. Mm, yeah. yeah, should do a full version at some point. Play as a cat or a dog <laughs> or a tit mouse, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Anywho. Yeah. I mean, I got really nothing else on Wheel of Time. I mean, I guess I'll watch the rest of the season. 
that kind of may be it for me, because... And then King Bull put a hat on its head, and then King <laughs> Bull said, laugh till you're dead. <laughs> yeah, what I was going to say was, uh, we needed Peter Dinklage in uh, Ragnarok in this. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't know what it is. I, in, uh, in Infinity War, actually. In Infinity yeah. War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need to stop the forge! The, he needs the axe! Where's wish, the handle? Wish one of the char characters was like that. <laughs> yeah. Like one of the characters thinks he's in like a fucking play <laughs> with like 200 rows and he has to reach the back, but no one else does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that wasn't right. Everyone's like, you're right, how are you? <laughs> yeah, we had some right trouble, but I'm here with Loyal. And then Perrin's like, it was travesty! <laughs> Yeah, well, I'll, you know, I hope they bring back Eamon Valda in this, because he was great for that. Mm? The White Cloak dude. Mm. It'd be nice to see him again, just for some more of that, you know, chewing the scenery. The, the, the pyre that they're burning, the what? I mean, just what is that? Just what? Yeah. Just what? Like, the way he walks around, he's like, prancing. Like, yeah, add something to it for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of does lead into our next little topic. Uh, we got Disney Plus for a month um, because there's a little secret. I loved Marvel as a kid, um, especially X Men, like very much. Um, X Men cartoon from the '90s, mm, very good stuff. Still. Um, and we haven't watched any of the Marvel stuff at all since Endgame, which we saw in theaters, which I forced George to go and watch anyways, probably. Um, and it's just been a long time since I'd seen any of, like, like something like 200 million shows now, like Marvel, plus Star Wars, like, there's so many. I was like, let's get it for a month and just see if there's anything worth watching there. Because um, I've heard good stuff about some of them, which I may or may not agree with. Mm -hmm. um, so we watched a number of things on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. um, one was The Mandalorian, um, just the first season so far. Uh, not a ton to say. I like Pedro Pascal. I think we liked the first few episodes mm -hmm. quite a bit, and then it lost us by the end. Um, I just like kept losing interest in the story as we got more to the end. Well, also like I like the serialized kind of nature of it, like, yeah, it's like a, you know, clearly kind of made it like a, like a cowboy show, you know? Yeah. With like a different, like, villain each episode, different little story, and I was like, okay, I like that, um, and then it just felt like the overarching story of, like, the season was not very satisfying, and there was a lot more of that toward the end of the season. Yeah, I really liked the first two or three episodes a lot, and yeah, it did lose me. It got kind of frustrating, and I... Yeah, I'm not sure exactly why, because like you said, some the serialization aspect of it was fine, where you'll have an episode of, you know, a villain of the week sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I liked that idea. Um, yeah, I... I think that... Um, mm, yeah, do you know what it was, I think? I think, like, you know... With Walking Dead, mm. to bring up that old chestnut, mm -hmm. um, I guess I really like the idea of Walking Dead, mm. 
and like a lot of it on paper like if you get if you I know you get to like season four and you have to explain to someone who's never seen it like this happens oh and then th and then the group has to do this it sounds cool mm -hmm. but then like everyone in it's an idiot mm -hmm. and you spawning zombies and bad decisions and mm -hmm. yeah I know what you mean it gets very frustrating once it's got its um its same like pattern every season as well it gets frustrating over time like quite a bit um you know they move go to a new place and then zombies destroy that new place and then they move on kind of thing do you know what i mean mm -hmm. um it just gets a bit old and it seems to get cheaper as it goes on mando gets betrayed mm. mando trusts someone who obviously shouldn't be trusted but outguns them yes like outguns them and escapes with baby yoda because no yeah. one can shoot yes because no one can shoot um, yeah, got a bit, started to get a little bit old kind of quickly. I, you know, I, I think maybe they should have done, like, a Deadpool thing hmm. with it and made it, like, a 15. You mean, like, made, like, um, like, higher rating, you mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, yeah, I think we were saying that at one point, like, this, this is a really fun idea and, like, because... It would be like, it get to a point in an episode where it's like, oh yeah, Mando's gonna go blast those fuckers. And then it would be like, pretty weak sauce, what he ends up doing, and like, yeah, I kind of would have enjoyed it a bit more if it were, you know, not more like, just, just leaning a little bit more toward an adult audience, I guess. Yeah, um, yes, I mean, personally, I would, I would like it if it was, a, there was a lot more blood, mm -hmm. and it was a bit more carnage -y. I get you. Um, but I, I think it can work without that. Mm -hmm. um, but I also... Yeah, I, I, I don't know if this would affect the rating, but it kind of feels... I'm sure there's exceptions to this, but it kind of feels like, yeah, Mando, you know, he's a mercenary, right? He's neutral karma. He's about himself and getting the job done. But he always ends up doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying I want him to, you know, be a complete bastard. Mm -hmm. But, there, I mean, there's a bit with, um, what's his name, um, Bill Burr as one of the baddies. I was going to mention that. And yeah. they betray him, obviously. And he ends up just, like... Locking them up. We, yeah, we have a whole bit where he's, like, the predator. Yeah, which is know, really fun. Which is really fun. Yeah. And, you know, stalking people and one by one taking them out and they should have never betrayed him. Yeah. And then he ends up locking them up. And we just see that they're just locked up in a, in a cell. Like, well, like, what? What? This is racist as shit, because we saw him blow away six ja five Jawa. I was waiting for you to bring this up. Right, Jawa are like the best thing in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. After that little meep, 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 meep. robot. Glad we got that again. Roomba robot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that also looks like you could possibly polish your shoe. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Uh -huh. Yeah. He he like he he goes back to his ship and these Jawas are stripping his ship and he just starts blasting them. Yeah, and I, I also like the Jawa. Yeah. I like the Bucini. Yeah, I'm sorry, that was his kill word. Sounds like he just pulled the curtain down again. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, I know you kept saying like I just want to watch a Jawa show. They're awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No subtitles. No subtitles. You just, we just have to work out what the fuck they're saying. Yeah. And there's a whole, like, social angle. Like, I think one of them's having an affair. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. They all look the same. You just have to work it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but he, I mean, not that I object, like, it's just fun, but he's, like, pulling these Jawa out, you like... You just feel like it's unfair, for the way yeah. he reacted to the Jawa versus fucking Bill Burr, and his, like, people who are clearly set up to be assholes that he was supposed to get in the end. And, I mean, I'm guessing that those people are all gonna come back, and that's why he didn't kill them, but just in the story itself, that was like, what? You know. Yeah, like, if he's meant to be a badass, I'd yeah. like to see him put those people in the safety mm -hmm. thing. And, like, Bilbo wake up and be like, well, he made he's just made the same mistake we did. He shouldn't have left us alive. And then as he's speaking, you realise, like, they're decompressing. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I guess as a quick segue into uh, how did you feel about the many celebrity cameos? Um, ambivalent. Yeah. Some of them worked for me. Werner Herzog, I was not expecting. Oh, yeah. I was not expecting to show up and play such a big part, but he was enjoyable to watch. Bill Burr, I found distracting, very distracting. Yeah, Werner Herzog um, can act. Yeah, Bill Burr just plays himself, and um, yeah, I just find it distracting. It's just a likable. I can't self. watch it and not be like I was watching Werner Herzog, like knowing full well who that was, but like could see him as his character. Every time Bill Burr was on screen, I was like, "There's Bill Burr in my Star Wars thing." They they wrote Bill Burr as well as like he's a you know space bitch. Mm -hmm. He's a you know he's a thug. Yeah. Whereas they clearly wrote Werner Herzog's Imperial officer character, knowing it was going to be played by Werner Herzog. Yeah. They give him like monologues mm -hmm. that sound like they're from one of his movies and. Yeah, yeah, yeah that worked a lot better. Even um, then, as a ten-year-old boy, little Dieter knew he would fly. Yeah. He's a bird, said he coveted so much. Yeah, um, and uh, I didn't even notice that that was Ismail Cruz Cordova in that one episode, the mm -hmm. Bilber episode. I mean, he was in all kinds of makeup stuff, but... Yeah, glands. Yeah, that's right, gland people. Shut up, glands. Gland people. Gland um, people. Yeah, I didn't even notice that was him, so good job. But yeah, just Bilber was very distracting, and just when... Five minutes later... Bill Burr. Yeah, um, just, I found him distracting. He didn't fit in like some of the others. And after we get so many, like, celebrity, you know, appearances, you know, it seemed like for a while. Like, there was like one every episode where it's a really noticeable person. Um, I mean, I did also really enjoy, um, we got Stu going. Yes. He was great. Um, he fit in for me. I could definitely have trouble you know, not noticing it was him, but I don't know, some of them worked, some of them did not. And it was a little bit distracting for me as it went on over time. Yeah. In terms of just getting into this, you know, what is otherwise like pretty well-crafted Star Wars, like, feel overall, you know. Good old Tatooine. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't even distracted by some of that stuff. Like, now he's on Tatooine, I get it, this world looks strong, but it was fine while he was there and stuff. It made sense, and yeah. This is mixed feelings, I guess. How about you? Mixed feelings, yeah. I I like some of it. You know, I'm not really that interested in season two. Yeah. But yeah. But we did like Loki. Yeah, we did like the Loki series. Yeah. Um, which I guess there's a second season coming out next month. So explain that without saying the word Tesseract. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, okay, so uh, like in Endgame, which neither of us liked, um, when Loki, they go back in time to get, uh, one of the stones, Infinity Stones, 
um, which is in a cube object, uh, and uh, they kind of botch it. Loki picks up the object and kind of just portals himself somewhere else and disappears from the timeline. And in the Loki show, we figure out what happened to him, where he went. Uh, and that's it. And it doesn't really fit a whole lot into like a bigger... I mean, maybe it does, and I just can't tell, which is a positive for me, that um, it doesn't just... It isn't just like a, you know, watch this so that then you'll understand what happens in the next 20 shows. Yeah. Um, which is like a big thing that I find frustrating with there being just so many of them now. This felt like a standalone thing that worked for me. Um, was very funny. What do you think? So Loki ends up in time prison. Yes, he ends up in time prison. Which is a sort of Terry Gilliam-esque... Gilliam-esque... Uh, a corporation? Like a mega... I mean, is it a it's, It comes across like a mega sort of bureaucracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that something, perhaps God, has imposed on the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, without spoiling it. Um, it's very funny. There's not that much action, but there is a bit. There's a bit, yeah. But, uh, but it... Yeah, mainly rests on Loki being an interesting character and, I don't mm. know the actor's name, but... Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston mm -hmm. being, you know, very funny. Yeah, that's a lot of it for me, too. And he does great as that character. I didn't, like, love it, love it, but I'll yeah. definitely watch the sec second season. Same, yeah, I didn't, like, love it, but, I mean... <clears throat> excuse me. I remember after we watched the first episode, I was like, oh, I didn't, like, love that, but that was all right. There was, like, very little action. Like, a lot of that first episode takes place in, like... A couple of rooms with him just having a conversation with um bureaucracy guy Owen Wilson um it kind of um because often like even with the the Marvel movies that I've liked I enjoy them and then it gets to like time for you know 20 minutes solid of explosions and that gets very frustrating like I get it then everything's solved with punching and you know um some of the like character stuff is more interesting for me and especially with Loki, like, he's just a funny character. Um, so. I got you like a fish. What's a fish? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of bits that really made me laugh. Um, I mean, I'll never get over Al... This is, this is us as a child. This is us as an adult. Or us as an old man. This is us as an alligator. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, alligator Loki. Why is that so funny? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And also, you can kind of see it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, I mean, it's something you can watch and enjoy without having seen any Marvel movies. Yeah, I think you could watch it on its own and. Yeah, I and mean, I. Get what was happening and yeah. everything. Yeah, I thought it was fun, yeah. and I think it's good that they're sort of willing to do that where not everything, like you said, has to fit into a greater narrative or be a battle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Loki's trapped, trapped in time jail mm -hmm. and wants to get out, like. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. You're going to work for us, the time bureaucracy people, and help us find the other Lokis. And, you know, maybe we can help you out. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fun. Yeah, definitely. Good. Go ahead. Good to see Richard E. Grant in it. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. 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 That's the alligator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What were you going to say, sorry? Um, no, just, I mean, I don't have tons to say about it, just it was nice to actually enjoy something from that, because, you know, for me, Endgame just really felt like the end, you know, of that whole, like, the Marvel movie kind of era, um, and then I just kind of wasn't interested for a while, and it is like, oh, I wonder if any of those shows were actually any good, 
but like where the hell do I start because I'm not gonna watch all of them I'll tell you that because I guarantee some of them are shit um, but I don't want to have to have watched a bunch of them to order in order to understand what's happening in other ones or to find them entertaining um, so this felt nice because it feels like it kind of works on its own how are you going to understand the canon without having watched She-Hulk and the companion commentary? <laughs> I mean, when we were looking through them, I was like scrolling through like, man, some of these I've never even heard of. Um, yeah? Yeah, I mean... Uh, God, there was like... I want to say there's one that's like the, the lady from one of the Ant-Man movies who was a villain had um, her own show or something. Um... I was like, uh, what else was there? There was like a, like a, like Hawkeye. Was there a Hawkeye show? I'm like, these people, yeah, mesh. they died, um, <laughs> first of all. And then, yeah, just a lot of that. Like, man, I forgot they made a Black Widow movie. They made all this stuff. Like, oh, I'm just, nothing grabbing me. And I was like, Loki, that sounds fun. I do like Loki. Let's see how that was. So I don't know, are there any other good ones? Anybody? They might not. Um, and that actually, do you have anything else to say about Loki? Yeah. It brings me to a very brief mention. Um, we tried to watch the Ahsoka show. Um, well, we did. Is, watch we, we watched like two episodes. I watched two episodes. I definitely you watched at least one. And I think I fell asleep in the second one. Yeah. Um, not much to say there, just, uh, that's exactly what I don't want, uh, feeling like. I just felt like I was supposed to have known a lot you know, I've, I've, like, seen pictures, like, you know, Ahsoka, like, I think that's from one of the Star Wars animated things, um, but I don't really know much about it, something, something, Anakin Skywalker, um, and, yeah, like, it was clear that I was supposed to already know about these characters before watching it, and, you know, that's fine, you know, and there are a lot of people who are, like, into absorbing every bit of, like, Star Wars stuff, but there's so much of it now, I'd love to be able to just watch something and, like, enjoy it on its own, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know if there's any of that in the Star Wars stuff either. Rogue One. I didn't like Rogue One. It was mm. a joke. Yeah. Yeah. So. Obviously I meant Solo. Oh god. Yeah, we didn't like it. Did we walk out in that movie? No, we stayed. But we were like, oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's right, you just made a joke about walking out in a shill master about it. That's right. Yeah, that was not enjoyable. Anywho. Boy um, Scouts? Yeah, uh, something else we liked um, that we watched that we did like, uh, Scouts Honor on Netflix. Would you like to explain what it's about? It's a 90 minute or so documentary about uh, sexual abuse in the Boy Scouts organization over 50 years and how that eventually came to be exposed and... Uh, the continued battle against what the Boy Scouts are doing now, which I suppose is going or maybe they have gone through bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And um Yeah. But yeah, they can but they can still keep operating. Yeah. You know, it's a very serious and as you would imagine, uh, horrific and sad documentary. Um I thought it was really good. I thought um especially towards the end when different men are telling like like pretty old men, like 50 years old, are talking about like how it's fucked them up. It's really powerful. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, good job to all involved. I really liked it. It's definitely not something you want if you're feeling a bit sad. 
yeah, not a fun watch, but, um, you know, I mean, yeah, just I... I mean, it wasn't hopeless. No, no, not at all. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, a lot of people have probably seen stuff about, like, you know, the Boy Scouts, you know, sex abuse allegations coming out you know, a few years ago, and their bankruptcy, but I didn't really know much beyond that. Like, I just kind of encountered that in passing. Um but never really looked into it, and it's really intense, uh, just how serious it was. Um, they're talking about um, 80,000 at A least. 82,000 yeah. 82, victims uh, in the United States, yeah. Um, thousands of sexual predators that were identified by the organization, but um, they would just move to a different place and become a scout leader somewhere else. Um, it was it was some intense shit, yeah. Um, yeah. But there were, yeah, it wasn't completely hopeless. The one dude he's talking about, when he was a kid, he decided to tell his doctor and just felt like he trusted the doctor. And the doctor was like, um, well, give me their contact information. I'll take care of this. Um, and then just, they got busted. And then, yeah, then they got busted, those guys. So just, you know, moments of, there are moments of, like, hopefulness. Like, you know, there are people out there who... Uh, are completely willing to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Because that healthy. must have been in the 70s, maybe, or... Yeah, uh, he... Yeah, I can't remember how old the guy yeah, was, but they were, yeah, like, decades old. Um, that's when he was a little kid. So, yeah, I mean, um, and, of course, the... Uh, God, I can't remember his name now, but the guy who was a former employee for the Scouts who was basically in charge of, like, protecting child, child welfare, child protection, like, within the organization... Um, who saw these problems and warned them about it for years and like he seemed pretty serious about like, you know I just want to protect the kids. All they want to do is protect themselves um, Talking about various times that they've lied or um, Pretended not to know about this stuff and yeah, it was just like for such a horrific, you know topic It does have some you know heroes in there, too Yeah, so it was... that doctor took his glasses off and it was John Wick. Yes. Dr. John Wick. <laughs> I'll take care of it. Dr. John Wick. Yeah. And you heard a synth organ go, wow! Lay down a beat. And he <laughs> starts throwing like kidney trays at people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that just came out, I want to say, like Wednesday. Um, yeah. A few days ago. And it's pre pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well done, um, Yeah, I mean. On this occasion. With especially with like individual documentaries on like Netflix in particular, I mean, when I see that it's just a documentary that's like ninety minutes, that can either mean like it's very tight and well done, there isn't you know a whole lot of fluff in there, um, or it means you know it's like there's twenty minutes of material here that they've fluffed out. Uh, this felt pretty like everything was there for a reason. There was enough information, there wasn't too much, it didn't, you know, really go on or anything. Yeah. It all felt really well put together and concise, which I appreciate. Yeah. So. A rarity from Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like when you see a TV series now, like a documentary series, mm -hmm. you know, back, you know, not that long ago, back in the day, it used to be like, oh, wow, this is going to be like about the Robin Hood murders sort of thing. Mm. But, but now it's kind of got to the point where, you know, a lot of them are, really, they should have been 90 minutes. Yeah, they, they just could have dragged been, it out to four hours. They could have been told, yeah, much shorter. Yeah, I know what you mean. 
So that's always troubling, but... I mean, frankly, I've, I think it's weird that Netflix is... Or maybe I'm... Con, you know, maybe this isn't true, but... Um, is so obsessed with, you know, uh, time watched. Mm. Because they don't make any more money for time watched. Mm. I mean, you could get Netflix and watch it three times a month and it'd still be worth it to you if you're watching good stuff that you want to watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're still paying the same amount for the subscription. I so. know, it's just weird that they've gambled and gone for yeah. more shit, more crap. Yeah. You can tell by their top ten that, you know, like number four today, what was it I saw? Um, number five today was Couples Retreat. Mm -hmm. uh, which I saw on Netflix about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's like a 2006 uh, Adam Sandler-esque movie. Might be produced by him, he might be in it even. It's rubbish. It's mm -hmm. just, you know... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Completely forgettable crap. I feel like every time that I pop up in Netflix, it's like one of the top ten is Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah just people are just, just watching... People just buying, just having Netflix every month to watch Seinfeld, I guess. Well, not, not just for that, I know. but, you know... You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Seinfeld, yeah. Suits. It's number three today, or whatever. Oh my god, yeah. Do you want to watch Bird Box? <laughs> no! No, I no. don't want to watch fucking Bird Box. Is this Bird Box? <laughs> 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 Is this memes? Hmm. I guess we're done then, are we? Yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else really, um, at the moment. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, oh yeah, just to say, uh, sorry that the uh, Prager video uh, was delayed by a week. I got really into it and took more time than I thought I would. Uh, so it's that's going up on Friday, um, unless you're on Patreon, in which in case it's already up. Yep. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Those words made sense. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they did make sense. Yes. yes. In, in the order as well. You got the order right this time. Good. All right. Mean a good word speaking. Next week, we'll see you. A good one. Have. Perhaps. Having you, I wish. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.